a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for joining us on this week's edition of Utah Weekly Forum. I'm your host, Rebecca Cressman, and what an incredible pleasure it is to bring to you Mr. Michael McLean. He has so many hats from actor to producer to, you know, I, should I say film director as well. It is the time and the season of The Forgotten Carols. Michael, thank you for joining us today. Well, thank you for having me, Rebecca. I, I left off a number of your hats, so I hope that that is okay as we begin this. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think we can add geezer to the, the, the hat list. I have a geezer hat. I have a grandpa hat. Singer, <laughs> you know, the, extraordinaire, the storyteller. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. That's uh, right. You know what? This is the 30th anniversary of The Forgotten Carols. What is happening this year? Well, this is, uh, this is you know, we've had to... When we were trying to decide where we could go and what the COVID restrictions may or may not be, we decided to um, uh, to have it just be here so that I could be at home. And um, and for those who last year were able to see the filmed version, we we never got a chance to actually put that on the road as a live production. We just filmed it down in Cedar City, and we loved that script so much. And then I had this kind of really exciting idea of what if what if the role that I played in the film where I was both um, uh, John the Beloved and the narrator, what if we split that up because one of my dearest friends of almost five decades, who's an Emmy-winning actor, host, performer, brilliant – He's been doing a version of the Forgotten Carols in the Southeast, in the Bible Belt. And I went one year, a couple years ago, to go see him. And I thought, <laughs> his name's Michael Young. And I thought, if word gets out how good this guy is, I'm going to be out of a job. This guy <laughs> is amazing. And, and so um, I, I was thinking about, uh, about doing this 30th anniversary and doing something special. So I called him up and I said, would you be up for uh, doing that? And he is stunning. And then it gives me a chance to do all of my favorite parts of the of the show and the opening and the narration. And three or four, I actually get to, it's going to be kind of like the olden days where I get to play more parts. And, uh, and yet he's going to, he's going to do the heavy lifting there. And I think it's going to be stunning. We've got all of the people that people have loved in the past. Kyle Olson's coming back. Um, the amazing Adrian Swenson, uh, and uh, and uh, it's just going to be really, really, really fun. And it's going to be the first time that this production will be seen uh, live and not filmed. That is extraordinary. You took us back in time, and as we mentioned, the 30th anniversary of the Forgotten Carols. Uh, I'm old enough to remember the very first. I think it was actually the second year that it was performed, and oh, when I played, well, I played all the parts. You myself. played all the parts, and <laughs> and yes, 
I believe. And we're still friends. <laughs> and we're still friends. Oh, That's the... a tribute to your patience. No, the me. emotional beauty of the story of the Forgotten Carols it was transcendent. It was just incredible. And and if I remember right, I was in a small amphitheater in Logan. And so I kind of have to, you know, get my memories uh, put in. But you you really did become each of those key characters that tells the stories. And um, <laughs> yeah, so so this will be a reprise in a sense. So Michael McClain, well, back on stage. Well, yeah, I mean, that, yeah, I, yeah, except it's really good now. Um, back 30 <laughs> years ago, not so much. But I, I've decided that if you keep working at something long enough, eventually um, the talent will catch up to your dream. Uh, the dream of being able to do this show in these big auditoriums and fill it up. I wasn't quite ready for that talent-wise. But, you know, you keep working at something for 30 years, and you finally figure out how to get it right and i think this is a this is a great and a fun year to have people come and um 30 years is a long time to be telling the same story and i'm just thrilled and humbled that people still want to come see it and and i think what's wonderful about the holidays is we actually recognize and cherish traditions even more so than we do year round and and so when oh, it, when and if sure. right if you have the tradition the same stories, uh, or even adaptations of a similar story, uh, they have a power of grounding us and centering us. So I'm very excited about it. I was excited when, as you say, over the 30 years, things have changed from being kind of a solo uh, show to bringing in incredible uh, additional singers um, onto the stage and that touring right, um, and then the film. That was made the reimagination of the Forgotten Carols um, that was out, which which was just extraordinary. So, where will we see this? Uh, shall I say adaptation or this presentation this, of the Forgotten this, Carols? This this year's thirtieth anniversary uh, has three locations. We're going to um, I, actually four, I think. We're going to do um, I think we do the tech rehearsals and stuff out at Tooele High, and we're going to do one show in Tooele, and then. Uh, I think it's the 13th, we're going to do a show at the UVU um, uh, where they do the big basketball arena stuff. And then we're going to do six uh, shows at Cottonwood High, which has uh, been, I've been doing it there for so many years. And then the final show on the 22nd, I think, is at uh, the D Event Center in Ogden. So the great news for me is I don't have to go to a hotel I can sleep in my own bed, uh, and uh, and uh, it's it's. I think it's going to be really exciting and uh, a great way for people who this has been a tradition, a Christmas tradition. I'm so glad that we're able to return to the live version as opposed to the to the film version. But the other thing is, I wrote a I wrote a I wrote a new song that I'm going to you know throughout the years I would always kind of add a little something uh, during the encore segment and uh i just i just just a couple weeks ago i wrote a new song that i'm going to be premiering there and uh, i've been going through my lines and um you know it's amazing i i still after 30 years rebecca i still get emotional i still feel like there's stuff that this story can teach me and i am just so grateful that people have let me tell it 
maybe not as much for them as as for me. Mm, that's beautiful, and 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 that actually kind of brings back the magic of live theater. That sense that oh. what energy the performers have on stage is kind of absorbed and then bounced back from the audience back and forth. So I can I can absolutely, as a theater lover, understand why it is just so exciting for you to be able to bring it back on stage. And hey, Michael, you know, you've got to not only memorize the words of uh, and lyrics of how many songs, but you got the dates right. November 29th in Tooele at Tooele High School. Then uh, right. at... We have December 13th at the UCCU Center. That's the one on right, uh, right on the, the amphitheater within, or the arena, I shall say, uh, within Utah Valley University. And then you go on to a number of dates at Cottonwood High and then wrap up at the D Event Center in Ogden. So if for those who want to grab tickets, because, of course, this is another one of the special events that does get sold out, you can go online at ForgottenCarols.com, ForgottenCarols.com, and you'll see some links there uh, to grab those tickets. So... Um, are, are there parts of the Forgotten Carols, especially since you'll be on stage a bit more this year, is there a part of the storyline that is a little more resonant for you? You were talking about um, how some of the lyrics um, and, and moments in the play are still quite emotional for you. Well, I think the thing that's been so fascinating to me is that when um, when I first wrote the book, and uh, was sharing this with people, in the back of my mind, this whole construct, this whole idea that uh, John the Beloved, who was promised that he'd live until Jesus came back, would be kind of, is this guy a crazy old man, or is he really who he claims to be, and um, what are the machinations that he has to go through so that he can have an impact on the life of this nurse who cares for him. For years, Rebecca, I played that differently than I do now. I played I played the part thinking, well, this is a guy who is charming and is going to bring these songs to life so that he can give this great Christmas experience to this gal who's been damaged, who has struggled and and has been hurt and and needs to find that. And that his whole goal is he's going to figure out a way to bring Christmas to this challenged, heartache-filled woman who's playing the part of his nurse. And then um, my son, Scott, who worked so hard with me to kind of get this script that we did in the, in the film. And he said, dad, what if, what if John the beloved what if he's just, what if he's got all, what if he's got a little Alzheimer's like my dad? What if, what if he's losing it? And what if, what if he has to face his mortality by saying, you know, um, Jesus said I was going to live until he comes again. And it must be soon because I'm falling apart. I was pretty sharp until the 1700s, but <laughs> I've been <laughs> falling apart and I forget things. And so the reason I, I, I bring that up, and I'm glad you gave me a chance to talk about it, is that instead of him having a real clear agenda, what he does is he just follows the feeling. The music is a kind of a representation of of the spirit, and he just tries to do what he can't for sure remember why, but he knows that it's really important that he trusts that. And that he sings 
about himself every day having to rediscover and recommit to the things that Christmas is all about. He may forget a ton of things, but the one thing that he doesn't forget is what Christmas is about, about what Jesus came to bless us with and uh, heal us from all of the wounds that we have. And, and it's a, it's, I know it may sound a little, um, a little artsy-fartsy, but it, it, it really touches my heart that this character gets a chance to discover that every day, no matter who you are or how old you are, you get to choose, are you going to follow those feelings that say, this would be a good thing to do. This, this might be a blessing to somebody. And I'm not exactly sure how this is going to turn out, but I'm going to follow and trust that direction. And, and, and for me, I think that's something I need to learn and, and keep learning. I'm probably just a little slow, but oh my gosh, Rebecca, it's a gift to get up in the morning and say, oh, these songs written 30 years ago are still teaching me something about how to follow those good Christmassy feelings that could direct my life from a, a dark place to a place of light and hope. My goodness, I, I that's pretty powerful, Michael. I, I, I couldn't help but think um, since, you know, if we kind of open up the setting, and actually since I didn't have a chance to see the film, so I don't know what the opening scene is, but if we open the story as Connie Liu is a, a nurse whose life has been quite challenged. And then uh, her patient, John, you talked about um, trying to bring her um, a remembrance of what's important in the spirit of Christmas. Um, I think all of us, at first, at first I thought, wow, we have a lot of healthcare providers who can pretty much relate to feeling like oh Connie my, yes. after the last couple of years. And then I thought, uh, but it's not just about uh, someone who's tired because they've been caring for people for so long and they've, you know, that's a big weight that they have been on their shoulders. I just started to think that we are all Connie Lou, in addition to being John, right, trying to remember the most important things in life. But many of us have been through uh, what feels like an emotional ringer over the last couple of years. And, um, and having a play like The Forgotten Carols, try to help us remember what is special, sacred, beloved about the holidays and Christmas. That's why The Forgotten Carols is, you know, will carry in my mind even more power on the stage this year. I think that I think with the emphasis being on Jesus coming to heal us as opposed to just save us, you know, uh, there's a difference between, you know, the amazing grace approach of uh, how sweet the sound that saved the wretch like me is different than he, the great healer, who has come to heal all of us and, and, and make us whole again. And given what we've all been through with the pandemic, given the people that we have lost or, or the people who have been damaged, and everybody's recovering from something, everybody's trying to overcome a challenge or an addiction or an emotional difficulty, it, it doesn't matter who you are. You're struggling with something. And the fact that we are reminded, and I actually, um, when we did the filming last year of the production, the stage to screen adaptation, I changed the lyrics to one of the songs that I had added. And, um, and, and, and the lyric was, he who came to claim us 
for all eternity has not forgotten those who need his healing, his healing charity. And, and I love, and, 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 you know, and though the number is greater than the sands upon the sea, there is no time of year that he's forgotten you or me. And I just, I find myself continuing to be so grateful for uh, the Lord and, um, and what he's done for me, but also grateful for the connection that this play allows me to have with those who have made it a part of their Christmas tradition. So, so come and we'll laugh ourselves crazy and we'll cry and we'll be touched and we'll hold hands and we'll sing and we'll celebrate uh, a return to the spirit of Christmas that we kind of had to postpone because of what we've been through. You know, that's so powerful. Again, for those of you who joined us, this is Michael McLean, and uh, yes, producer and songwriter and uh, director. And uh, um, gosh, your, was it your recording career, did it begin back in 1983? Is that right? Yes. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, I've been putting together, I'm putting together a, a, a website, allthingsmichaelmcclain.com, which has all like 45 of my albums and, and 500 songs and podcasts and, and videos. And I just, I just want to have a place where all of the things that I've been lucky enough to write and create over all these years can have a home and, and have it easily accessible. So if you need just a little, uh, a little Michael McClain to give you a little boost, to give you some hope and not feel so quite alone, I wanted to have it be available. So, um, yeah, I've been doing this for a while, and I'm still loving it. <laughs> I, and I, I brought that up because, um, you know, so many, you, you talked about the Forgotten Carols and how it's changed over the years, and you're even adding a, a new song that you just wrote uh, to it as well. And and so if, if we go back over your musical career, uh, many of us can kind of uh, see our own lives kind of reflected in that. So I just wanted to thank you because you have brought so much beauty uh, to the world. And I am one of those obviously working in music radio and a theater lover and a story lover. I'm someone who reads books every week. Uh, I, I feel so strongly that life can get so busy and we can get caught up in the details and the, and the challenges, whether be health or emotion or or family dynamics that if we don't make an appointment to stop down and to um, kind of breathe in things that are sacred, whether it is your belief in the birth of Jesus Christ and his role in healing us, or whether it is your belief in the power of family and, and giving and charity that comes with Christmas. If you don't make appointment times, kind of like that stop down and cherish it, we, we miss the opportunities to, to have that. It's, and, and so you kind of just make that choice. Now, I am going to make sure that this season I make time to refuel that part of my soul. And and so wonderful productions like The Forgotten Carols gives us that chance to do that. So this is my way of saying, big fan, Michael McLean, and I'm so appreciative um, that you're going to bring this show uh, on the road. So, um, And you mentioned it's going to have, who else will be performing? You said Michael Young, who's normally on stage back east? My, yeah, Michael Young, who has uh, uh, unbelievable uh, resume of you know he was a host of shows for disney for years he was a uh, a guy who um won a nami award for a show that he created called uh, kids are people too back in the day and uh you know if you look at old shows back 
when Love Boat and uh, I mean, there's all these shows from the 80s and the 90s where he was he's just a, a tremendous actor. But he also is a wonderful Christian guy who fell in love with the Forgotten Carols. He went to high school in Thailand with my wife and then we became friends. And um, I can't tell you how tickled I am because he's my brother from another mother. And uh, and he's another we. We, we tease each other. This is the Michael McLean, and this is the Michael Young, and uh, we get a chance to giggle and laugh ourselves silly doing these rehearsals and then bringing the spirit uh, together. And I am so thrilled to get a chance to introduce him to this audience because he is a marvel and a gift. But then uh, the gal who plays Connie Lou, Adrian Swenson, she's she is like uh, so world class, and Kyle Olson, who's got the voice. I mean, he was he did Jean Valjean at the Hale and and uh, Tale of Two Cities, and he's spectacular. And then we have um, just a cast. Uh, Gilly gets us back from New York. We've got all the gang back to getting together again, and um, I, I hope I'm not gushing too much, but I just can't wait. I can't wait. Well, I absolutely will gush for you then, if that's okay, Michael, because we're all very excited to have the Forgotten Carols back on stage and being in a time and place where we can enjoy uh, live theater again um, for the holidays and the special messages um, that are in this play and in the music um, that we all get to share together. Michael McClain, thank you so much for joining us. And on, I know you said you're building your own website, and that will be available when? When do you think that'll go live? I think I think it's we're going to have it be a a, a website and then a, an app, and I think we're hoping to get it launched by the time that I'm uh, I'm in the theater so that I can talk about it. I've, you know, I've got a bunch of new songs that I want to share, and this is going to be the way that all things dot com can be available. Uh, uh, for your delight. <laughs> I love it. And then, of course, for Forgotten Carols to grab your tickets uh, now. This is the time to do it, uh, whether it's the show in Tooele, whether we're in Orem, whether it is a show in Murray at the Cottonwood High or up in Ogden. You can grab those tickets at ForgottenCarols.com. Michael McLean, I can't wait to see you on stage. Thank you for joining us on this week's edition okay, of Utah and Weekly Forum. And I'm counting on a hug when you get there. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear-gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.